WDBM East Lansing. Welcome to Impact Exposure. Exposure is 88.9 The Impact's one-hour forum discussing relevant issues affecting the MSU community. And now, tonight's Exposure. Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to Exposure. This is Destin coming at you from uh, basement of Holden Hall at The Impact. Uh, we have a couple of great topics uh, and... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, events that are going to be going on here shortly. Uh, first, I would like to welcome Terry. She is uh, from Cooley Law School, and she's going to be talking to us a little bit about the 5K race for education that will be going on Friday this mm-hmm. week. Hi, Terry. How are you? I'm doing good. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate you also making it out in the rain. I know it's kind of <laughs> kind of gloomy out, but uh, you made it anyway. Yep, I made it. All right. And the construction. You didn't bring your hard hat. I didn't, right. but I made it in finally. That, well, that's all. Yes. That's that's the most important. That's point. right. Uh, Terry, tell us a little bit about uh, the Cooley Five K okay. uh, race. All right. It, actually, this is our ninth year for the Cooley Five K race for education, um, which is exciting that we've been doing this for nine years. Right. And I guess the most uh, kind of neat and unique thing about the race is that every single participant, and that's you know, anyone can participate in this race. Okay. Um, we have everything from serious runners to just family members, and obviously schools participate. But every single person who enters the race gets to nominate uh, the school or educational institution of their choice. So in other words, for instance, um, last year, uh, Dwight Rich uh, Middle School actually won two of the proceeds. What they win are the proceeds of the race, and how it's divided up is the like the first winner wins 50%, the okay. second winner wins 25%, third and fourth 10%, and then the last one gets 5% of okay. the proceeds. And then we also give away, Cooley does, um, a $1,000 check to uh, a drawing winner as well. Okay. Now, Dwight Rich had, has this all figured out because if you get a lot of people to sign up and put your school, <laughs> then you get more opportunities right. to have your name drawn out. And they, they had actually two Two one two of the proceeds winner. Oh wow, yeah. that's great. So yeah, a little advertising for the school. Well, any school. I mean, a lot of a lot of the schools have it, you know have it figured out. Hazlitt has done it. Um, MSU obviously Cooley is one, but we usually donate it back. Um, I know that um, Lansing Catholic has done it. I mean, there's a number of, of schools, and there's usually a, a new one every year because you know you can pretty much. As long as it's educationally related, you can nominate that. Okay. And it can be, you know, anything. All right. So, so whether or not the school has already been a part of the race, you can still nominate absolutely. them. So any school absolutely. can Absolutely. Okay. And just between you and me, you don't even have to run the race as oh. long as you enter, you know, fill out a form and pay your entry form. You're, you're, you're in the uh, drawing. All right. So. That's actually just between you and me and the <laughs> entire <laughs> city of Lansing, <laughs> just so you're aware. Yeah. Uh, there are so, some So, I mean, people. I'm just saying that because I know, like, my, my mother does this every year, but she, she's gotten to the point where she doesn't really like to walk the race anymore, but she still likes to get her name and her educational institution nominated. Right. So. Well, that's very cool. Um, the race will take place when? It is this Friday, June 6th. 
the race is an evening race, and it's in right downtown Lansing, and it starts and ends at the Capitol. The race starts at 7.30. Um, registration is from 6 up until the race starts. So um, that's, that's when, it, when it's happening, and then we have all sorts of activities going on. We have, of course, this is our ninth year, and actually the ninth year Uptown Band will be there. Oh, right. Um, so it's very festive okay. um, with them there, and actually there's a number of Cooley students and organizations that are putting on games and, and activities. We'll have face painting, tug of war. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things. I, I think Gus the Bus is going to be there. Okay. Um, Good old Gus. That's right. There's going to be actually um, our food spread is always well worth coming just right. for the food. Okay. So, um, well, you said food, so I'll have to uh, come for that. Right. <laughs> that's my so, motivator. That's right. Well, after you you know done a quick you know three point one miles, right. you Get to come in and. And and eat. I think yeah. there's even going to be pizza this year. I mean, okay. it's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three point one miles. I think I will just do the three point <laughs> one steps to get to the first food vendor that I see. Um, so I, the streets will be blocked off. I'm assuming, and it'll be all yes. lit since it's night nighttime thing. No, it, it, it's still light at that point. It's, oh yeah, it's seven thirty. Right. It'll still okay. be light, and it's actually this year because of the construction in downtown is going to be a two loop. Um, and it'll actually be really pretty because it goes up on Allegan and it comes down the promenade right there at the Hall of Justice where right. you can actually run down the Hall of Justice. Of course, it's beautiful. Right. And then you're running towards the Capitol. Okay. So, and then you come back on Capitol Avenue and then you'll do a second loop. Okay. Um, it's actually the same as uh, a race, the J race. Um, oh, right. So okay. that's, that's the same course actually. So, right. and that, and we kind of have to do it because because that's what the you know transportation people in Lansing said we had to do this year right. because of the construction. <laughs> right. So you're going to have to go we'll around. Probably have a different way. course next year, but right. that's what we're doing this year. Uh, tell me, Terry, how how did this get started nine years ago? What was the motivating factor? Well, um, I was actually running. I'm a runner myself. Okay. And while I was running, I thought this would be a really good thing to do. And actually pitched it to then uh, President Judge Brennan and the dean, Don LaDuke, is the president now. And right. they both said, great idea. And we kicked it off. It actually took me about a year of organizing this. And we actually, first year out, we're, we ended up being one of the largest races in this area. Wow. So that was really cool. And each year it just gets bigger. That's so, great. Mm-hmm. So you're the, you are the originator. You're the top dog. Well, I'm the director. And okay. it, it was actually an idea um, that, you know, I came up with when I first started at Cooley. This will be my 10th year at Cooley, actually. Okay. So, um, so I was really just excited that we, you know, they were like, yeah, go for it. Oh, so, so that's great. we did it and it's been a success and we've been doing it ever since. And what's the, um, What's the percentage of, of how it grows every year? I mean, obviously. Well, I'm going to say about 10%. Okay. I think we had, you know, uh, I think it was close to five or 600 people last year who finished the race. But, you know, when you when you get there, I mean, it is just busy, busy on the Capitol Lawn because sure. you got all the volunteers. You got family and friends there. Um, shoot, a lot of people are going out afterwards, right. and, you know, so, yeah. I mean, it's a very fun time downtown Lansing. That's cool. And so, will you be running it yourself? I can't. You can't? I can't. I would love to run the race, but I'm running around because the minute the runners go, I have to start doing the drawings. 
So the minute we get the last person who's signed up and and we start the race, I'm over there doing the random drawing for all the proceeds winners and the coolie winner. Right. So I can't run it. Oh. So, but well, that's, that's okay. That's all right. I can't run there's it. Either. Other, there's other races I can run. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, how is it? Uh, how is the race set up as far as who gets to be at the front of the line? Is it done on a registration basis or first come, first serve? No, or? but I think there's an etiquette for runners. Okay. I think runners know how fast they are. And obviously, the faster you are, the closer you should be to the front of the, of the pack. All right. And when I say fast runners, we have you know, men and women who can finish this thing anywhere from 15 to 19 oh, minutes. Oh, wow. So, um, you know, if you if you are a walker or if you are a casual runner, you know, you want to give those people, you know, let them go ahead and go first. Right, right. But there is no rule oh, about okay. that. It's just an etiquette, yeah, sure. I think. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the schools... I'll get back to that just a little bit. The schools that are chosen for uh, the donations, is there any specific way that that school has to spend that money? I mean, does it have to to go towards items or they can spend it however they want to spend it? Yes. And, you know, if you, in other words, if you say Hazlitt, you know, high school or, you know, whoever, um, it just goes to, you know, the, you know, the principal of that school, and then they can determine how, unless the person who actually nominated it, like for instance, um, I actually nominate, like my my kids go to Lansing Catholic High School, actually my youngest just graduated, so, but I nominate usually Lansing Catholic High School going to their running programs. Oh, okay. So I, you know, or their music program. I'll okay. do that too, you know, just because those were important areas for my kids. Right, okay. So, but otherwise the school is at liberty to do whatever they want with that. Usually I, well, I get the, you know, the honor of calling these schools and say, guess what? You just won thousands of dollars. <laughs> right. Um, and they're usually saying, oh my God, thank you so much because we were going to have to, you know, either, you know, this program wasn't going to happen this year, but right. now we can. Or, oh, my gosh, we can now get this, you know, new gym equipment. Or, you know, usually it's a, well, it's a surprise. Right. I mean, it has to be a surprise because nobody knows they're going to get it until the very day. Yeah. So, and how often do you get a call saying, oh, by the way, we have all this money for you to do I, what you, you please? Not too often. Well, once a year at the Cooley well, exactly. I get to do that. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, well, is there any last-minute things you'd like to say um, and maybe want to run through just the you know the time, the dates, or the best way for people who want to get involved yeah. to contact? At, at this point, we're going to have, you know, there's walk-in registration. The online registration is over. Um, but you can certainly come in to Cooley Law School, um, which is at 300 South Capitol Avenue, and we will take your registration and your money, and and we will go ahead and give you your bib and everything okay. and your packet. And okay. packet pickup is this Thursday, and then, of course, there's always race day registration. Right. But okay. you can go find out that information at our website, okay. cooley.edu. Okay. Um, or gosh, give us a call at Cooley three seven one five one four zero, and my extensions two nine one six. Terry Corella. Mm-hmm. Terry Corella. Mm-hmm. Okay, folks. Well, there you go. That race and again is this Friday, and you can uh, call the number that was given, or of course the website as well. Um, and uh, 
sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. So thank you for uh, joining us this evening, Terry. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Exposure. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime. where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. All right, welcome back. Uh, Once again, you're listening to Exposure. Um, I am now being joined by a couple of people. Uh, First is John from the League of Michigan Bicyclists and Jessica from Smart Commute. And since they are somewhat in cahoots with each other, they're going to both join uh, right now and talk a little bit about um, what their uh, purpose for coming in this evening is. Jessica, would you like to start and tell us a little bit about Smart Commute? Sure. Uh, Smart Commute is a program of the Mid-Michigan Environmental Action Council, and this is the fourth year of Smart Commute. And um, the concentration of events um, took place in May, and we had bicycle commuting classes, and we had uh, a two-week competition and a festival. Um, The good news for people listening right now is that we have a few things that we can offer all year. One of them, thanks to actually our close partnership with the League of Michigan Bicyclists, is the bike commuting classes. Um, the LMB helped us create a really nice PowerPoint presentation that um, allows us to offer that class pretty much any time of the year at work sites or community centers. If there are groups that want us to come talk to their employees about how to get started on smart commuting, um, bike commuting particularly, we have a really nice presentation and packets and everything. Okay. Um, <laughs> I guess this is my first question because it's so relevant to everybody, and that's gas prices. Um, how have gas prices affected smart commute? Well, I de- I would definitely say that our participation has gone up every year. Okay. And so have gas prices. You're right. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, I don't have any quantitative numbers, but um, I've definitely been paying attention and noticing more people biking and walking out there. And sure. Taking the bus, too. Taking the bus, yeah. We've been getting more and more calls about uh, how to get involved with that and okay. how to get to work by bike, so... Very good. John, tell us a little bit about the Michigan, excuse me, the League of Michigan Bicyclists. The League of Michigan Bicyclists is a statewide uh, nonprofit organization. Uh, we've been around for about, uh, for just over 25 years. And um, our mission is uh, promoting bicycling and, and the safety of bicyclists in Michigan. 
And uh, so we do a lot of education, a lot of promotion. Um, ultimately, uh, safety is what we work on. Okay. And uh, this Thursday, uh, June 5th, uh, we are doing uh, the Lucinda Means Bicycle Advocacy Day. All right. Uh, which is a neat event. It actually starts out here on campus. Uh, morning time, we do a um, optional 20-mile uh, bike ride around the farm country. And then we meet back up um, around 1130 and we have a police-escorted uh, bicycle parade down to the Capitol okay. where we have a, a tent set up. We do lunch. We have a little advocacy 101 training. And uh, then we uh, send out um, uh, bicyclists from all over the state to go meet with their, their state um, legislators and uh, talk about some important issues uh, affecting cyclists today. That's cool. I, I was on the website, and I was noticing that some of the things that you do is work with legislators. What are some of the things that you do at the cap, what are you, what are some of the things that I guess the League of Bicyclists are, is trying to get accomplished? What what are, what are they at the legislature for? Sure. Uh, well, um, we have three key advocacy issues we're working on right now. Um, one of them is this idea of complete streets, and a complete street is uh, kind of what it sounds like—a street that's uh, designed for all users. So whether you're uh, driving an automobile, riding a bike, uh, you're a pedestrian, you're somebody with a dis- disability. The, the, the street is designed and maintained so everybody can safely get around. And, um, you know, right now, um, you know, a lot of our, our, uh, our streets don't accommodate all users, and that leaves people um, without a way to get around, mm-hmm. leaves them isolated and... Um, Sometimes injured. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was just going to say, our streets are so bad, it almost leaves you not being able to get around in your car. The potholes are so bad. So how do you, how do you bring that to the legislator to say... Listen, you know, we want to make sure or we would ideally like to have sidewalks or at least a place to ride on every street. Well, from, from our angle, we, we are a, we're a, a road bicycling organization, so we primarily focus uh, on road bicycling. There's some other groups that uh, deal with trails and mountain biking, things like that. But we uh, ultimately we want to be recognized as a legitimate uh, user of the roadway. Um, and so that's that's what we advocate for. So a lot of it's education. There's uh, there's a lot of folks out there who who um, unfortunately don't think bicyclists belong on on the road. So um, one of the things we teach in the the bike commuting classes too is that the road is the safest place when you're doing all the proper safety procedures. Um, the road is the safest place to ride your bike, and people are surprised by that, but they see the danger index of facilities, and you're most likely to be hit by a car if you're biking on the sidewalk because of intersections. Because when huh. you're crossing at an intersection and where cars are looking, they're mainly looking for other cars, maybe pedestrians, maybe, um, <laughs> but they're certainly not looking for someone on a bike going 10 miles an hour. Right. And when you're trying to get across and you're in a hurry, whatever you're doing, um, the road is, is actually the safest place to ride. And we that's what we do in the bike commuting classes. We go through all the literature, teach people about um, the equipment and supplies and safety practices, turning signals, right. all that. And then we take them out on the weekend classes. We take them out for a practice ride because okay. a lot of that's a comfort level. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me some of the other uh, forms of transportation that uh, Smart Commute uh, yeah. pushes people towards. Well, there's a couple of things that, as the Mid-Michigan Environmental Action Council, that we're filling a, a little unique role here. Um, telecommuting. 
we provide literature on our website to help people talk to their employer about telecommuting and about setting up telecommute programs and what jobs are more suited for telecommuting. And that means working from home. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe for our listeners who don't know what that means. It, mean, it basically means working from home or from a satellite office where normally if you're commuting to another city, there might be your your same company has a, a you know an office in like your Like a hub city. closer to yeah. where you live. Okay. So, so we do that and then living closer to where you work. Um, you know, that is a big issue and there's thousands and thousands of people commuting to MSU and to downtown Lansing and then choosing to live 10, <laughs> 15, 20 miles from where they right. work. And it's much easier to smart commute, to walk and bike to work when you live closer to where you work. And then we also steer people towards the, the CATA for assistance for a bus, carpool, and van pool because they coordinate helping people with those activities. Right. Obviously, there's a nationwide push to go green. Um, the reasons are self-explanatory. We've all heard. What I find that people love their cars, and it seems like it's really difficult to get people out of their cars. What What are some of the things that you do? I can ask you both um, one after the other. What are some of the things that you do to help maybe convince people that they don't always need to drive their car? Well, the bike commuting classes um, are a great way, especially with the practice ride, because people find it's so fun. It's so fun to, you can have your car, your car is great, you know, on certain days. Um, rainy days. Rainy days, <laughs> really, really, really days. snowy days, right. when you got to haul 10 kids somewhere right. or whatever. That, but, um you get back in touch with your like your inner child you know right. and the fresh air and the breeze and once people try that first ride um a lot of times they can be converted and john's group does a lot of recreational rides do you want to talk about those sure yeah and and just to mention it's you when when you ride to work uh you always show up in a good mood yeah. um so that that's another great thing about it and just just to follow up with y- your point is you know the car. The car is not going to go away, uh, especially in a in a state like Michigan where we really don't have mass transit right now. Right. Um, so to get from town to town, you know, um, the car the car is going to stay around for a while. But so many of our trips are very local. You know, like fifty percent of our metro trips are three miles or less, and okay. uh, about thirty percent are one mile or less. Um, and only about sixty five percent of them, um, of these shortest trips, are by car. Um, so. You know, if we just convert some of those local trips uh, to biking and walking and even taking the bus, um, that can do a lot to, to cut down on. Another one of the things that we have to to try to entice people, we set up our Smart Commute Calculator, which also you can join the Smart Commute Club. But with the Smart Commute cal- Calculator, you can put in on our website your daily commute the type of car you have, how much you weigh, how much you pay for parking, all these factors. Okay. And then it's going to tell you if you use an alternative mode just once a week, how much you would save for the various modes, money, calories you'd burn, carbon emissions you would prevent, um, all of these factors, all the reasons you know that we talk about the environment and fitness right. and health and money, it calculates those for you. And then you can join the Smart Commute Club and you can log your Smart Commute miles every week of the year. And it'll give you your cumulative savings for the year. Plus, your name gets entered into a drawing every month that you're logging. You can be eligible to win $50 in cash and prizes. Oh, well, that's good. Um, 
this that website is what again for that smart it's, commute calculator? It's, uh, it's our Mid Michigan Environmental Action Council website, which is m i d m e a c dot o r g. Okay. And if that's hard for people to remember, if you just Google Smart Commute Lansing, it comes up. Yes, and that's actually what I did earlier to get a little. We're bit very of... Googleable. Yes, it, there's a whole page of Smart Commute, so there's a lot of information. Um, do you, either one of you, or, or maybe you both do, work with any sort of a an organization that would allow someone who maybe doesn't have a, a lot of money to purchase a bicycle? Do you work with any sort of place that maybe excels refurbished, and how does that work? Exactly? You want to talk about Share a Bike? Yeah, there, there's a couple neat uh, projects. One of them is uh, Share a Bike, um, which they do um, a lot of neat work right here locally in the Lansing area, and they take uh, old bikes that are donated um I believe they even get some that uh, get uh, ultimately left on the racks and uh, um, they get picked up uh, every once in a while. Okay. And they, they fix them up. And then um, folks who come in, they get a, uh, a letter of uh, referral. Uh, they show a need uh, for a bicycle okay. to get around. Right. Uh, they get a free bike. It's really and wow. it's Saturday mornings at the East Lansing Fire Station from 8 to 11. That's every Saturday. Yeah. Or... Every Scheduled Saturday. Saturdays. Uh, I believe it's every, every Saturday. Saturday. Share a bike. Mm-hmm. Share a bike. Share mm-hmm. a bike. If that, if you Google Share a Bike Lansing, you know their information will come up, and we have links to them on our website yep. too. Yep. Okay. okay, I'm really happy to hear that there's something like that. You going know, on. and there's another option if you're not if you're not you know broke enough to get a referral is MSU bikes right here on campus behind the Bessie Hall right on the canoe livery. Um, they will lease you a, a green bike, which is similar rehabbed found bikes. Um, and they'll lease you a green bike. I think it's $40 per semester. Okay. And so if you don't want to buy a bike, you can, and they'll maintain the bike for you and yep. all that. It's the, they have actually an amazing bike shop right here on campus. It's bikes.msu.edu. Okay. And, and it's a full service bike shop. You can get all your commuter gear there. You can get your bike tune up there. All right. It's a really good shop. Very cool. Um, what is the next event that, uh, we'll start with you. John, what's the next big event that's going on with the League of Michigan Bicyclists? Well, as I mentioned earlier, our uh, advocacy day is this Thursday, June 5th. This Thursday. And uh, there's uh, more information on our website, which is uh, www.lmb.org. And that's LMB as in League of Michigan Bicyclists. And again, this is a great opportunity for cyclists all over the state to come to Lansing, have a good time, but also have your voice heard, um, help raise awareness on some of the issues that are affecting the safety of uh, bicyclists across the state. So that's uh, our most uh, immediate um, event. And the other thing to mention, we also have a full line of uh, bicycle tours that we run called the Shoreline Bicycle Tours. Okay. And um, there's a number of them. There's more information on the website, again, at lmb.org. But uh, we have a couple that are very family-oriented, uh, shorter mileage. It's a great opportunity to get the dust off the bike and get out there, try it, try it again uh, from uh, two much longer, more uh, endurance rides uh, that are up to 100 miles a day. Oh, okay. You mentioned that uh, you're a nonprofit. Um, how is it, uh, do you take donations? Is it uh, you pay a small fee to, to join the ride and then it goes to the organization or... Yeah, well, there's a number of things. We're a membership organization, uh, okay. so uh, people join the the organization, and that helps fund our advocacy and safety efforts. Okay. Uh, but the tours I just mentioned, the Shoreline Bicycle Tours, are our our primary funding source. So okay. we provide these um, 
these uh, fun opportunities for people to go out there, ride the bikes, see some beautiful places all across Michigan. And um, that also, again, helps us do the, the advocacy and education work that we do on a day-to-day basis. Very good. Uh, Jessica, what is your most immediate uh, event that will be gracing our presence? Well, um, our next event is our Midmiac Summer Solstice Garden Party. Okay. It takes place downtown Lansing, uh, Cooley Sunken Gardens off of Main Street. It is Thursday, July, or June, Thursday, June 19th. Okay. From five to seven, and um, it is it is a fundraiser, and there's a suggested donation, and the information um, will be on our website this week. Um, that is our next event, and another event going on on campus that's worth mentioning. That's that's not through Midmiac, but is through. MSU Bikes is they are doing Sunday morning breakfast rides now. Okay. And you'll find that information on their website at okay. bikes.msu.edu. And that's again, you know, like you're talking about those, how do you get into bicycling? Right. Get into it. You can go Sunday morning, try it out with a group, nice group atmosphere, and uh, see see how you like it. And that often can lead people into commuting. So would they, will there be bikes? You know, provided there. That's you have to bring a bike. Well, MSU Bikes has a lot of bikes, so if somebody needed to borrow a bike for the day, they could probably ask about that. I'm sure they could help you out. Yeah. Okay. Um, And what if get a little bit more to the commuting and van pools and things of that nature? Um, I know that what you had said earlier that sometimes people commute, you know, fifteen, twenty, thirty minutes from their home to their work. What what's the best way for someone who has a long commute and maybe doesn't really know anybody that they can carpool with? What would be the best way for them to maybe find out? I mean, there's van pools, obviously, and things right. of that nature. But well, Cata, I haven't tried it out, but Cata has a ride matching program where they can take your information and then they have a database of people that are interested in carpooling. So you can do that. And I, I had to commute from Kalamazoo to Lansing my wow. first um, month on the job here. Um, and, um, I just inquired within my workplace. I just asked and asked and asked and asked. Anybody, anybody carpooling from Kalamazoo? And if you just, Keep saying it. Yeah. Eventually, they'll say, "Oh yeah, there is a guy over working for <laughs> Department of Community Health, yeah. you know, whatever it <laughs> right. was." Okay. You know. I just didn't know if there was like some sort of a website for the help. CADA, that, so that's good. The CADA ride matching program. They have some fancy software, and it's supposed to help people find fellow carpoolers. Um, we're finding with bike commuting that we are getting so many people that are bike commuting now that we are able to now match some people up with a mentor. And we have a listserv that John, I mean, it's John set up this listserv. Um, it's information on it on the LMB website, how to subscribe. Yeah, it's a Bike Lansing listserv, so it's a place where uh, people can, we have some experts on there, but if people have questions about routes or... Or looking for a buddy to bike in with. You can post There's it other bike and, commuters on there. Okay. And, and actually on the LMB uh, website, there under the resources section, there's a, there's a whole page about commuting in general. Um, and it's, we're, we are a statewide organization, so there's commuting information for different places across the state how to how to do it by bike and carpool van pool things like that okay what um what advice would you give to someone who uh probably hasn't ridden a bike since they were maybe <laughs> seven <laughs> five seven years old what? yeah jessica's uh, pointing at point her, at her head. head i, I see that say, okay. protect your noggin okay wear, wear a helmet, helmet. 
I have a pink leopard helmet. It is so cute. <laughs> you can be cute and have a bike helmet. Why does that not surprise me? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a pink bike too? No, I have a ratty bike I got when I was fifteen. That's my commuter bike. I don't. I don't want anyone to steal it. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just make sure your bike uh, is tuned up too. Make sure there's air in the tires and the brakes work and everything. Um, you can commute on any bike. Uh, bike tune-up's not a bad idea if you're pulling your bike out of the garage after five years. Right. Any of the bike shops around here can do a tune-up for you. Okay. And and also I'd mention just. Um, um, spend a little time figuring out what your route's going to be. Uh, some people, um, they they think that there's not a, a safe route, a busy road. Uh, you kind of think outside of the box sometimes. There's probably a lot of different uh, roads that will get you to where you need to go. You don't have to go on the, the busiest road that you normally would drive. And we have routes on our website also, um, midmeac.org. And the Tri-County Bicycle Association has some route maps. That's bike tcba.org um, okay. where you can find low traffic bike routes and um, the listserv John mentioned you can also post route advice and there's people who've been bike commuting around here for 15 20 or more years right. and they've ridden like they know every all road. the roads right <laughs> through the subdivisions some, there's some real pros out there yeah I, I did see the maps on the website so that's really cool that those are provided to give um, obviously you don't want to well I mean, Grand River might be a, a huge jump for someone who hasn't r- ridden a bike for a yeah, long time. Yeah, we but. tell people, you know, they say, how could I bike to work? I have to go on MLK, and I have to go on, you know, all these busy roads. And I'm like, well, you wouldn't take MLK. <laughs> right. <laughs> Try and tone right. it down. That, that might be so. how you get there by car, but you got to think outside of the box sure. and, and find the safest route by bike. Right. Maybe some reflective gear as well. If it's so Reflective gear, high visibility clothing like yellow and orange lights for your bike. Mm-hmm. Um, right after dark, okay. make sure to have a, a front and uh, a white uh, light on the front, red on the back, yeah, okay. blinky, and a flag if you want extra visibility. Sure. Not a bad idea. And um, if you're going to carry cargo, then a back rack with uh, panniers is okay. really nice, or baskets on the back or the front. At this point, I'm just going to have to get the training wheels taken off of mine. So once <laughs> that happens, then I guess I can maybe dust it off and start practicing a little bit. Um, any last-minute uh, close, closing thoughts, John? Uh, just maybe the website again to remind people where they can go. Yeah, well, uh, uh, lmb.org. Uh, again, our advocacy day is on the 5th. Uh, we're looking for a great uh, turnout, and uh, more voices, the better. So uh, it's not too late to register. You can do that through the website uh, still through tomorrow. And, hey, if you register, you get to have a, a fun bike ride, and we'll even feed you. Hey, can't beat that. Food. That's always a good motivator for me. And uh, pink leopard helmet, <laughs> Jessica, how would you like to close out? Any last-minute uh, uh, information about Smart Commute? Um, I would say uh, the Smart Commute Club. People want to okay. check that out on the Smart Commute uh, website at midmeac.org, M-I-D-M-E-A-C.org, and a phone number if anybody's listening and 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 needs to call for information is two one four five six eight four, and um, join the Smart Commute Club. Check out all our web pages. We have packets left from the bike commuting classes if anybody wants one of those, too. Okay, cool. Well, Jessica, John, thank you both very much for your time, and good luck with your upcoming events. We will take a short break here, and we'll be back with Exposure in just one moment. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact.
For some high school students, school can be a dangerous place. A lot of gamers look at you as a game member, too. For some, just being in school can be a struggle. I wouldn't go to school. I didn't care about what my mom said. My mom would tell me, like, what are you doing for yourself? You're not doing nothing. But despite all the obstacles, inside every high school student, is a graduate. People look down on you if you don't have a diploma. I want to graduate because they say I won't. Go to BoostUp.org and find out how you can help a friend, a son, a daughter finish high school. BoostUp.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime. where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Tuesday night from 8 until midnight, the Impact's progressive torch and twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Christina is actually our chair of the event. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You are listening to Exposure, and uh, I am just welcoming... And uh, what is your name one more time? Kendall Sheen. Kendall Sheen. All right. We had a little bit of a change of plans here, but uh, appreciate everybody hanging with us through that. All right, Kendall, uh, tell me, please, and our viewers, what you, uh, a little bit about what you're here for. Sure, no problem. For the uh, Relay for Life of East Lansing, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of Relay for Life before. It's part of the American Cancer Society, and it's actually one of our biggest parts American Cancer Society that started back in 85 uh, with a doctor who ran around a track to raise awareness of cancer. And to this year, uh, our main topic and focal points is going to be to celebrate, remember, and fight back. Unfortunately, a lot of us have been affected by cancer, whether it's a survivor or whether it's our mom or dad or uncle or aunt. But it seems to be everywhere, and it's a very prevalent um, issue that we're dealing with. I know it was on... uh, television the other day with all the major news anchors talking about how they're taking the initiative to bring back major research towards finding the cure or figuring you know why it's happening through the proteins that might not be in one person's body and they are in somebody else's so what it is is it's bringing awareness to the community it's a grassroots effort uh for east lansing here um what we wanted to do is let the community have their relay event this year. It's going to be a first-year event. We're going to hold it at the soccer complex on 3700 Coleman Road. It's out by Coolidge and Abbott. Of course, you want to be careful on Abbott Road right now because (laughs) it's only a one-way. Right. And uh, it's going to be out there. It's going to be June 14th and 15th. It's a Saturday and Sunday event. Okay. And uh, it's where everybody can come out. Uh, You can bring your families out. You can just bring your friends. We've got a lot of different places participating from the East Lansing area. Um, restaurants such as the Reno's and places of that nature to uh, Sam's Club and Starbucks are going to be there. Oh, great. All the way to your uh, your church establishments and whatnot that have teams and people come and walk around a track uh, for 24 hours to raise funds to aid in the fight against cancer. So awesome. um, we have uh, a lot of different people that are coming out for our first year event. And uh, our theme this year is going to be Hollywood. Hollywood. So, yeah, it's okay. going to be fun. We got the, hopefully some limousines coming out, and we got the red carpet. And, oh, uh, the star treatment! It's going to be a good time. Okay. So uh, if uh, if you if you haven't been to a relay before, this would definitely be a, a blast to be at. Uh, we have all kinds of activities planned. Uh, we have a great DJ who's. Uh, uh, donated his time for 24 straight hours, DJ Atomic wow. Sounds, and he's going to be there playing music. We have some bands, the Smiling Villains and things of that nature, Den Preston, 
Uh, if you don't know who Den Preston is, I'm not uh, familiar. His art is pretty much everywhere. He's a uh, professor at another local university or college, I should say, here okay. in the Lansing area. But he's been around the area and phenomenal artist. He's going to be doing characters. Uh, if you go into any beaners, you pretty much see his work posted all over. But um, and then uh, just just to bring the awareness to the community um, that we're there and that we're there to help. Because if you hear your doctor say the words you have cancer, yeah, you don't hear anything else for the next probably seven or eight hours. I can't imagine there's anything worse than that. <laughs> no, no, not at all. And so when you hear it, um, there's some things that you want to do. And uh, one of them is calling the 800 number of the American Cancer Society. You can log on to our website, different things of that nature. Um, we have a lot of different um, programs available. You can call 1-800-ACS-2345 or you can log on to cancer.org. Okay. Um, for our local event here in East Lansing, uh, we have a website. Uh, it's probably easier just to go to uh, cancer.org and then type in East Lansing and find your relay that way. But uh, our our website is http colon backslash backslash events dot cancer dot org backslash rfl e lansing mi. <laughs> How long did it take you to memorize <laughs> Thank that? Thank you very much. Oh, I, I got a photographic memory. Oh, no, well, there you go. Not, not at all. You're blessed. I'm ADD completely. So. You're, <laughs> you're in good company. <laughs> but it's uh, it, you know, it's just for people to come out. We've been doing a lot of the stuff, such as health fairs. Um, you know, the Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts are coming to help out. Uh, we have a great committee, um, some people from our local area that work for the Henry Center, uh, Shauna Killips and Christina Morris, and uh, a lot of people uh, that have really donated their time as volunteers or are the reason that this event is happening. I happen to have the privilege to work for the American Cancer Society, and uh, we're just pretty much wanting to let people know to come on out. There's going to be lots of stuff. We're going to have plenty of coffee, and we're going to keep you up for 24 hours. Right, I was going to say, coffee's good for that. Food, uh, movies, of course, because it's the Hollywood the theme. Uh, NCG Cinemas has given us a lot of those big, huge uh, posters that you see when you walk in. Oh, so movie poster like yeah, that? Oh, okay. Huge, huge ones. So All right. Not just the small posters, but we've got a lot of that stuff to put up around. We're trying to get one of those big lights that shoot up in the sky right now. Oh, yeah. What are those? Just for fun. Yeah. I, we don't even know what they're called. I don't even yeah. know what they're called Hollywood either. Hollywood premiere movie lights? Yeah, like... Spotters? Uh... Space light? I don't I know what they're. Space lights. Space I was light? even thinking maybe we should grab some uh, deer lights if we can't find those. Beam those deer lights? spotters. Yeah, like those might work. Well, that's very cool. Uh, let me ask you, uh, Kendall, obviously... A lot of people either know someone or, you know, cancer is not something that's, that uh, is hidden. It's, it's pretty much everywhere, unfortunately. How did you yourself get involved with the American Cancer Society? My dad's a survivor, and okay. uh, that's the main thing. That's usually what happens is you know somebody. And uh, Relay celebrates survivorship of more than 500,000 cancer survivors. That's awesome. And basically, they join us every year to take a lap. That's one of the main things uh, for our ceremonies is the survivor lap um, to oh, celebrate. This gives me chills thinking about you, it. It's, that's... it's amazing. That's, and that's the other thing. If you haven't seen some of these things, Christina, uh, who's our chair for the event, she's got 11 family members with cancer. What? And her, her outlook on life will just amaze you because she's so upbeat and positive. You know, some people think, yeah, right, you're going to find a cure for cancer. Well, the thing is, is that rates of survival are getting better and better and better every year because of things such as Relay for Life and our strides versus breast cancer and whatnot. But you want to celebrate the survivorships. You want to remember those you've lost. We have a luminaria ceremony at nighttime where we light bags all the way around the track and uh, people write the names of those they're 
uh, relaying for, and then yeah. we want to fight back because it's not just that 24 hours. It's 364 days a year. Yeah. And it's the way you eat. It's putting on the suntan lotion. It's making sure you get your correct checkups and things of that nature versus just, oh, I'll be fine. Right. So a I'll lot of later. Uh, what's that? I'll do it later. Yeah. Right. Right. It, right. Know. Yeah. Procrastination doesn't work with cancer. It doesn't sure. matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat <laughs> or if you're young or old or anything like that. It's gonna, it's gonna get you. Yeah. And, uh, I, uh, I just did the Eaton Rapids Relay for Life. I met a five year old girl who thought she had a sprained ankle and uh, she now doesn't have her right leg and her outlook on life is amazing you know and she was at our relay the day after she got out of the hospital with smiles and you know it's coping with it you're going to have to you have to learn how to adjust and that's why when I said it's three o'clock in the morning and you can't stop thinking we have 24 hour a day seven days a week 365 days a year actual people that are there that are ready to talk to talk to you um you can log on to websites and find out the programs. A lot of things that we do here in East Lansing, uh, um, we have a, a road to recovery program to where some people actually don't have the means to get to their, um, to get to their, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm trying to blank their, uh, where they go. The treatment. <laughs> treatment. I mean. Thank you. Um, uh, when they go to have that done, they can't make it. And uh, we actually have volunteers who come and get a vehicle from the American Cancer Society. Go oh, pick them up. Oh, that's great take them, sit there while they have their treatments done, and then go back and drop them off. And, and there's a lot of people that helps. And, you know, so there, there's a lot of programs that we have available. And uh, it's just something that we want people to be aware. I know a lot of the students are gone from Michigan State right now. It's a little quieter. They have their own relay, which are absolutely humongous. There's the Greek relay, and then there's the Michigan State relay, which are huge. But we just thought that East Lansing needed its relay for its community people that are here all year round and we want everyone to come out and support it. And it doesn't matter where you're from. Uh, if you haven't heard of it, uh, just show up at one. And they're all over the place. There's two this weekend. Yeah, I was going to ask you, you said this was yeah. the first one in East Lansing? For, or? for the East Lansing community. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, we've been doing them now for the past month. This is pretty much our relay season right now. And uh, there, I believe there's Lansing, there's a Holt Relay this weekend, and Meridian. So, I mean, if you want to okay. stop by and just to see it, because it's amazing to see from the opening ceremonies, you know, they're... They're, uh, they're big spectacles. There's a lot of stuff that, ha- that happens at these things. Um, yeah. You know, lots of bands, Solstice, uh, the Sea Cruisers, Representative Mike Simpson from the House came and talk at one, to speak at one and um, things like that. But there's always something going on to keep you entertained, and uh, it's a lot of fun. So. And this, this particular relay takes place where again? Uh, this is going to be at the Soccer Complex, which is 3700 Coleman Road. It's between Abbott and Coolidge in East Lansing, if you know where the Eastwood Town Center is. Okay. It's on the other side of the highway when you get off there on Lake Lansing Road. There's a Kroger's and a Myers over there. Right. Turn left on Coolidge and then head down to uh, Coleman and turn right. And it's in behind some apartments over there, and it'll be pretty hard to miss because we'll have lots of signs and whatnot. But uh, it's going to start at 10 a.m. Uh, Saturday morning, June the 14th, and it's going to run for 24 hours right through until 10 a.m. Sunday, June 15th. And we have something going each and every hour to keep people uh, wow. going. So it'll be okay. a lot of fun. So then it, the complex is set up a, a track style, and then Absolutely. there'll be stuff in the middle that you can... Yep. And people will be tenting outside. Uh, we would like to thank the city of East Lansing for letting us have this property, and they're going to help us out with some people, and they're going to have a gator there to haul all the stuff around. Okay. Because people come, and they'll put their tents out, and uh, they'll camp. Uh, most likely they don't sleep, but just in case, right. you know. Well, Buku uh, thanks to East Lansing for that. That's <laughs> absolutely, awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, for a city to give back to things like that, that's what it's all about. But uh, you come out and uh, you're awake till 
sometime in the morning. And if you decide to sit down <laughs> in a chair, you can do that sort of stuff. But we'll have movies playing and just all kinds of stuff. So there is an absolute uh, need for this right now. Um, cancer seems to be more prevalent than ever. And I think there's a lot more call to action in our communities that we hear of from a national level and from a local level. And like I said, it's a grassroots movement. So it's all about people such as yourself and myself getting out there and talking to people just to make sure that they're going to become a survivor just in case they happen to get the words you have cancer right. and to go in. So uh, the screenings are important. You know, um, Coaches versus Cancer is huge uh, in Michigan State with coaches. And, right. and uh, he's a big supporter. All the hospitals, Sparrow, Ingham, whatnot. So they're all uh, a part of it as well. But it is a very large movement. I was on the website and I was, you know, there was one uh, particular place where it talked about South Africa and the Relay for Life in South Africa and it started me thinking, you know, how many of these go on every day around the world? Well, I mean, it's, it's definitely worldwide. That's yeah. uh, one of the things about American Cancer Society is we are global. And uh, there's there's a relay happening pretty much uh, most of the time <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. But, I think that's excellent. Yeah, it is. And the research is the key. You know, Michigan State does a lot of research for the state of Michigan. I believe it's $2.4 million in research funding. And it's just amazing the stuff that they've done to find out what proteins happen in, uh, in the body and how that stuff. The American Cancer Society actually has 42 Nobel Peace Prize winners wow, uh, that that's do research. Great. And that's more than anybody. I think the closest one, I could be wrong, but I think I'm around seven or eight uh, that work for any specific uh, group or anything like that. Yeah. But for us to have that many working on one particular cause, and I know it's going to grow now that you know the media is bringing a lot more attention to it. Yeah, it seems uh, like you've been hearing a lot more about cancer just as of late. And uh, I, I think at one point I had heard that there was some... Uh, doctor that was experimenting with uh, sound waves or something too Absolutely. so it seems like we're 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 making good strides to right. get there Absolutely. and and um really quickly any last minute things that you'd like to say maybe just run through that again how people that want to get involved uh at that uh, 24 hour relay what's the, what would be the best way for them to uh, research that uh if you want to go online is the main thing you can uh, go to uh, you can always visit just the main website at uh, cancer.org and you can type in that you're looking for relay and just put in East Lansing it'll take you to our website that I gave that wonderfully long uh, address you know what to. maybe you should give that one more time I, I will if you do have a pen and paper it's http colon backslash backslash events dot cancer dot org and then another backslash and rfl which is relay for life rfl e lansing mi and I think you were just testing me to see if I actually knew I wanted it. to see if you could do that again. <laughs> but uh, I, I pretty well have that down. But either that or I tell you what, you can call my desk and I would be glad to talk to you. And my local number for the American Cancer Society is 664-1405, 664-1405. And uh, if you're interested in it, uh, we would love to just have you come out. Because like I said, if you haven't seen it before, you don't know what to expect. This has been my first year of actually doing relays and uh, I'll never stop. Ever. It's just an amazing thing to be at. My kids know what it's about. Uh, I see flags in neighborhoods. It doesn't matter where you go, you'll see Relay for Life. Yeah. And uh, someone who's been touched by a relay. And uh, June 14th and 15th, the soccer complex of East Lansing, 3700 Coleman Road, which is in between Coolidge and Abbott. And uh, everyone is welcome just to come down and be a part of you. You can you stop in for an hour or so just to check things out. Just it's going to be awesome. Going on. 10 a.m. on Saturday the 14th through 10 a.m. Saturday, Sunday the 15th. Okay. So, Kendall, thank you so much for coming oh, in and, and talking to us about this. And uh, 
Very, very good information. I do. It's good. a good thing that you're doing out there. Thank so you. Thank you for doing Thanks. it. Hope we're so gonna, well. yeah, we're gonna take a quick break here, and you're listening to Exposure on the Impact. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Attention shoppers, if anyone is missing a rather plump set of love handles, please come to the customer service counter and claim them. The ample love handles were lost in the produce department where their former owner had purchased fruits and veggies to munch on during the big game. Thank you and have a good day. Small step number 81, snack on fruits and veggies. It's just one of the many small steps you can take to get healthy. Learn more at www.smallstep.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Saturday nights from 8 p.m. until 2 a.m., tune into the cultural vibe to hear the best in both local and national hip-hop, plus live mixing on the ones and twos. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. And uh, welcome back. Thank you for uh, continuing to join us. You are listening to Exposure. And I've been joined by Joe and... uh, uh, Kendall decided to stay because uh, I love Gizzard Fest because he, he loves Gizzard Fest. And uh, my guess, my first question is, does this have anything to do with gizzards? Well, absolutely, chicken gizzards. Okay, absolutely. There's a there's a small town restaurant there in Potterville named Joe's Gizzard City, which specializes in you guessed it, deep fried chicken gizzards. All right. Um, tell me a little bit about Gizzard Fest. I'm assuming that the restaurant is the how it started. Well, the the uh, local Potterville area chamber of business. Um, started to create a festival from what, what once was called Potterville Days. Okay. They switched it to Gizzard Fest from a, a marketing standpoint. And people kind of referred to the town as Gizzard City anyway because it's the hometown bi- business. But uh, uh, the whole chamber of business decided on doing that. It's a festival based around food, family, and fun. And uh, that's what we're all about. I mean, that's pretty much sums it up. I was on the website and... Uh, it's got to be big because it's gizzardfest.com. I mean, you you have your own website, but when I was lo- <laughs> I mean, if you have your own website, that's uh, your top notch. That's I was right. looking at the rundown um, of the weekend which is starting this Thursday, right? Correct. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and there is all kinds of good stuff going on. You got rides and tell me a little bit about uh, some of the stuff. Well, we have a 5K walk and run. We've got a gizzard eating contest with arts and crafts, a flea market. We've got a uh, Basketball competition, three-on-three, a softball tournament, a parade, a beer tent. Hey, 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 yeah. Great, okay. in, great entertainment. Good we bands playing did, in the beer tent. We well. probably just doubled the, uh, doubled the uh, <coughs> arrival. <laughs> um, oh, oh, no, you're all right. It, these, these are good. All right. We're talking about the microphones and their, <laughs> their power. Uh, you're right. Tell me, here. Here's the thing in the in the eating contest. Is this as many gizzards as you can eat, or <laughs> no. what? What is the contest exactly? It's the fastest two pounds. Everybody has two pounds placed in front of them. They're okay. lukewarm. They don't want anybody to burn themselves, and uh, they can wash them down with any liquid beverage they want, or put cocktail sauce on it. Uh, but whoever can eat those two pounds, including all the crumbs, the fastest wins. Look out, Kobayashi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. 
and pretend I'm an idiot, and in this particular realm I am, is, does a gizzard have bones in it? What exactly is the gizzard? Absolutely not. A gizzard is commonly referred to as a grinder. It's a muscle, which is located on the backside of the tummy of the chicken. Okay. And uh, whatever the chicken eats, it kind of helps push... And eat, you know, chickens don't have teeth, so they eat rocks and they eat stuff to, right. along with their meal. Uh, but that muscle will push on that whatever is in its tummy and okay. help grind it up. And but uh, if you don't cook it properly, it's pretty beef jerky consistency. It's okay. pretty tough. But the All way right. we do it, it's very very tender. Very cool. I um, I'm already sold. I'm gonna have to come out and uh, check out some gizzards. <laughs> um, what uh, what's available for the children? Obviously, you said it's a family thing. What uh, how? How will the ch- children be entertained this week? The weekend? children, there's a, really there's some uh, major things for the children. The carnival has more rides for the children, younger children, than it does for the older. Uh, there's a mini tractor pull for the kids. Okay. Uh, the parade, the kids get together and they decorate their bikes. Uh, they get to be in the parade, right. and uh, it's that's one of the main main three things that they can do. Okay. Um, and Gizzard Fest is a once a year. Once deal? a year. Okay. And I imagine with all of these events that are going on, it takes about a year to plan it all. Yes, it does. There's uh, a lot of planning. Um, so it started out uh, with with Joe's Restaurant. Well, Joe's Restaurant was a participator in the weekend. And right. then the Gizzards became so popular that uh, it became Gizzard Fest. Correct. And tell me what your favorite event is or your favorite tent. <laughs> I, I, I love the entertainment myself, but I'd have to say the gizzard eating contest is my favorite. Okay, um, is there uh, anybody can show up? Anybody? Do you have to do you have to pre-register or for the gizzard eating contest? We take the first twelve applicants that come in. Okay, it's a, and uh, it's um, <laughs> it's an interesting day. It really is. <laughs> it sounds like it. Um, and this takes place in Potterville. Is there a specific place in Potterville, or you just take the freeway and you're going to know where it is? You're going to want to take I-69 to exit 66, which is the Potterville exit. There is some construction going on in the Lansing Road area. So we were instructing all participants to to take I-69 either north to south to exit 66 and head into the downtown area of Potterville, which is near the railroad tracks. Okay. Um, Is there uh, any sort of... uh any, anything else that you would need to be pre-registered for other than the Gizzard Eating Contest? or The 3-on-3 three three basketball competition, you'd okay. want to pre-register for that and okay. maybe the softball tournament. Uh, those things you can find online at our website. Okay. That sounds good. Um, and uh, the... Is the parking's going to be close? I mean, just trying to get. I mean, this looks like it's going to be quite a grandiose affair. Yeah, so, Potterville's a small little little town, right? So, there's not a lot of parking, but people always find a place to park somewhere. Uh, but there will be a lot of parking available at the high school, okay? Which is where the fireworks take place on Saturday night, which is an incredible display. Uh, so there's plenty of parking at the high school for that. Okay. I hadn't even seen that there was fireworks, but now I see them right here. So that's awesome. They are awesome fireworks, too. For a small town, they are huge. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's great. So um, Saturday, fireworks. There we go, everybody. Um, any last-minute uh, things you'd like to just say a little bit about Gizzard Fest? Um, again, it starts Thursday. Uh, let's see, in the afternoon here. Uh, one of the events that the Chamber is trying to promote is the Texas Hold'em Tournament, which is Sunday. It's uh uh, it's, a, it's a good fundraiser for the the, the uh, chamber. Oh, okay. It's, it's located inside the beer tent as well. Okay. Noon to 6, it says here Sunday, the Texas Hold'em. So that will be uh, a charity 
ish event. Right. Okay. Very but, good. Uh, you know, some some bands that I think everybody will thoroughly enjoy. Um, yeah, maybe you can name a couple of those really quickly. Uh, Solstice on Friday night. Give me five on Saturday. And Quitting Time is uh, part of Kendall's. That's my band. We rock. Really? You're going to be playing? <laughs> I'm the lead singer and lead guitar player, yeah. We cover everything from Three Doors Down to Johnny Cash. We promise a good time. Come on! That's awesome. Okay, cool. Well, there you go. Gizzard Fest that, uh, once again, is this starts this Thursday. It's in Potterville, Michigan. It runs all through the weekend. Um, Going to have to go see your band, Kendall. That's that's cool. Um, I thank you both for being here, uh, especially with the rain and the construction going on here. And, uh, Joe, uh, much appreciated. And uh, everybody... Gizzard Fest, there it is. Um, you have been listening to Exposure here on The Impact. Uh, I'm going to toss it over to Doug and Karina, and they're going to take you through a wonderful evening of progressive torch and twang. Thank you all for listening, and have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.